It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. This will be really, really great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. Oftentimes in life, we are left waiting for something, whether it's waiting for someone to show up or waiting for someone to do something that was promised. In business, this can be really difficult because the thing we're waiting for is needed before we can continue what we need to do, and I'm sure you can relate to that. What I have found to be helpful is just to focus on what I can do in that moment. Keep plugging away, stay energized, and move forward. Simply waiting can be draining, and it can bring about a negative attitude. So you can own your power best by doing what you can do and keep an eye on the situation at hand. Ultimately, you are in charge of your own happiness and production, so don't be quick to give that up. Stay focused on your strengths and simply keep going. You will be so very glad you did. With this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest. My guest this week is Scott Aaron. Let me tell you about him real quick. Internationally acclaimed and award-winning network marketer, author, and speaker, Scott Aaron is the go-to specialist when it comes to converting online traffic, establishing connections, creating residual income using LinkedIn, and building personal brands. Starting his own network marketing business just four years ago, Scott saw massive opportunities that the internet had to offer. Fully immersing himself in learning LinkedIn and other social media strategies, Scott quickly gained traction as a leader, generating big results for other network marketers, online business owners, and internet marketers while generating a multiple six-figure income himself. Scott is passionate about helping fellow network marketers achieve success while building their own network organically and without complicated and costly marketing tactics. His program has helped thousands of business owners and individuals experience explosive growth following his program called LinkedIn Accelerator. We will talk about all of this and so much more on today's show. And so here we are with my very special guest, Scott Aaron. How are you, Scott? Brian, I am uh, doing fantastic. The Eagles just won the Super Bowl. So being a Philly native, it can never be a bad day when that happens. And I just wanted to thank you first for um, you know, thinking to have me on your show. And it's an, a, a privilege and just a great honor to be a part of it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you being here as well. So, Scott, the first thing that I normally ask people is just to give us a sense of your your backstory. How, how did you start? What did you overcome? How did your journey unfold? And where did you go? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, you know, everyone's journey is different. And mine, you know, may be like other people's. And for me, I, I got my start in in health and wellness uh, nearly 20 years ago, and it's completely something different that I'm doing now. And I always tell people that you don't know where your road is going to lead you, but wherever it does lead you, you're going to be doing exactly what it was planned. And you know, for me, I I, I grew up, 
you know, in a, in a very traditional Jewish household, and, and I share this with people openly, which means I had, you know, very overbearing mother, uh, overprotective, and I grew up very non-assertive. I had a lot of my battles fought for me, and that led me to become bullied and picked on a lot. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. I didn't know how to, uh, you know, speak up when I should have spoke up. And that was the role that I took on. So a lot of people did take advantage of me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any different. This, is, this was just common to me because that was the life and that's all I knew. And, you know, obviously that came up at a few different points in my life. Uh, but I'm now at the point where I don't let that define me anymore. It's just part of my story. And, you know, I, I just grew up intuitively knowing that I wanted more. I was always a good communicator. I was always, I always had a ton of friends. I was always doing my best to make people feel good. And in my early years, that was at my own expense because like I said, I didn't know any different. And I got bullied and picked on. It was something that I definitely had to work through, but I I live life with no regrets, just lessons that are learned. So obviously you know exactly where to move forward from. So fast forward to my teenage years, I was a a bit of a hippie in my, my high school uh, and late teen years. I, I used to follow a band called Fish or All Around the Country. It was just a, a, a really a passion and a hobby of mine. And my father was the one that was the big fitness guru of the family. He was a, a, a bodybuilder. He was a power lifter personal trainer, but he wasn't doing it as a profession. It was a hobby for him as well. He was a an entrepreneur, owned multiple businesses. So I always knew about hard work and dedication. And outside of that, I I had someone to look up to. He was he was my coach for everything. And how I, I got into the health and wellness business is that unfortunately when I was around 18 uh, going into my sophomore year of college, my father did make some some poor business decisions that you know did definitely change the shape of my future. And he got involved in a situation where he was involved in uh, in an insurance fraud ring where he ended up going to federal prison for two and a half years. And at the time, we had a, our first family gym. My dad got this gym in preparation for maybe something that he intuitively knew was going to happen. So I was the one that had to take it over uh, at 18. So I had never owned a business. I had never been a boss. I never really had a job other than little part-time things in high school. But now I was in charge of a quarter of a million dollar business with general managers, group fitness instructors, regular personal trainers, and I knew nothing about it. So I was literally thrown into it blind. And I remember my father saying to me when we were dropping him off at prison, he turned around and he said, listen, you're the man of the house now. So I really never had time to deal with the emotions of this, but that is basically where it all began for me in entrepreneurship, business ownership, and health and wellness. Wow, that is a crazy, crazy journey. That's amazing. So you were you interested in personal training like your dad was now that you owned a gym? Were you immersed, immersed in that environment then? 
you know, it, it's something that I looked at. I was, I remember, you know, in our first gym, we had three health clubs. Our first one, we had this little um, open pane window that looked onto the main floor of the gym. And I saw all these people working out and they were in good shape. And I was a skinny little guy. And I said, you know what? That, that looks kind of cool. So I, I had my dad, you know, write me up like a very, very beginner basic routine. And I remember I was about 135 pounds when I started working out. And within the first year, I put on 20 pounds uh, just of uh, just regular muscle. I, I mean, I wasn't like huge, but, you know, my body built quickly and I loved how I felt. Uh, at this point, some of my friends were coming home for the summer or they were graduating and People knew I had a gym. They were coming to my gym. They were asking me for help because I was learning. And the personal training thing just kind of fell into my lap. People were starting to ask me, and I, I, I always loved helping people, and it was a new way for me to connect. And within two years, so at 19, I started personal training. So it's been 20 years since I started Within two years, I had a full book of clients doing about 35 to 40 sessions a week. And at, at, at 21 years old, working for myself, owning a gym, having my own personal training business, it was something completely new to me. But it was amazing because I was going to college full time at Temple, owning a gym and personal training all at the same time. So it was it was a really good experience to be a multitasker but also a multipreneur at the same time. Yeah. So how did you how did you coordinate and manage your life balancing all of that around? Well, the easy answer is I didn't because I had no clue about organization, structure, I just learned on the go and people ask me all the time, how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? What did you do? And my answer still is, I don't know. I just did it. You know, I tell people all the time that we all have that intuitive spark inside of all of us to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, to level up in the way that we're looking to level up. And I just, I have that drive. I have that engine of not settling, of not playing small, of not playing it safe. And the organization definitely took time. And I, I had a, a paper planner back then because this is, this is pre-Facebook. This is 2000, 2001, 2002. This is before the internet even boomed. So you, you didn't really have anything else but a paper planner. So I was able to visually see my day. And I learned very early on that I was a visual learner. I was a, a visual person as far as taking in, receiving information, and then being able to output it. So writing out my workouts, keeping charts of my clients. So everything that I knew that I had to do, I realized that it had to be of a visual tool. So that really helped me with my early organizational skills very early on in my career. That is fantastic. We've got less than two minutes to our first break. Uh, your, you and your family do not own your gym anymore. Is that right? So we had, we had three health clubs and that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, we, I closed my third and final health club, um, about it'll be two years ago this July. So it, uh, it was just mine at that point. My mom and my dad had split at that time. So she went her direction. My dad stayed with me and then him and I split, he went his direction. I kept our third and final gym and I was able to close it and retire from that industry about two years ago this July. 
Wow. And gyms are pretty expensive. So you must have made out pretty well with that. Actually, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't make out with anything. You know, the, the, the gym industry has changed in the last 20 years. And, and that's part of the reason why I pushed so hard with my network marketing business and my coaching practices, because the gym itself had a $14,000 a month overhead that needed to be covered sure. even before um, the gym actually made any money. And I shared this openly with people that I never took a paycheck in the 12 years that I owned that last health club, not one. Wow, that is amazing. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest is Scott Aaron. Please stay with us and we will talk about a book that he's written. We will talk about LinkedIn later in the show. We will talk about health and nutrition and the mindset of having great health. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. My very special guest this week is Scott Aaron. He's a LinkedIn expert, and we'll talk about personal training, maybe a little bit more. And there are some things that I do want to ask, but before I forget, I would like to let you know that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you'd like. A review would also be very, very helpful. And if you want to opt into the notification list for Success Profiles Magazine, which is going to be released and formally launched very, very soon, you can go to Success profilesmagazine.com and you can just enter your information and you will be the first to know when Success Profiles Magazine is launched and Kevin Harrington is on the first cover. I cannot wait to share that with you all. So Scott, talk to us a little bit about 
how you promoted your work when you did have the gym. We'll talk about LinkedIn and social media later, but you went on television to promote. And I know that a lot of local stations will have fitness experts on to talk about health, fitness, what to do around the holidays. Was that primarily your reason and your purpose for doing that? You know, it was, it's a great question. There was a couple of different reasons why I was featured in a local publication, um, called uh, Philly Fit Magazine, where they profiled, you know, family-owned businesses, but, you know, people that were taking the helm and running the business in a different direction. And at this point, we had already had our third health club. I opened up, uh, helped open and operate a fourth. And uh, a a publicist company called Cashman Associates reached out to, to, to the gym and asked if anybody would be interested in coming on to the 10 show, the NBC 10 show, which is an afternoon program to talk about, you know, this was about four or five years ago uh, around New Year's about staying healthy into the new year. And if you have one of those jobs where you're stuck in work and you can't get to the gym, what can you do? So it gave us good publicity. I went on there. It was a it was a 15 minute segment live studio audience. It was a lot of fun. The camera does not scare me. Talking in front of people does not scare me. I love doing it. And, you know, the, the promotion of that is good. And this is when social media started to start to come about. But no one really knew how to handle it. But the best form of advertising, and I still believe this today, and this is, this is something that, that people can argue with me, and I always honor and respect everyone's opinion, but the best form of advertising still to this day is word of mouth, is referrals. And for me, with my personal training business that I ended up logging over 65,000 hours in my career, at my peak, I was doing between 70 to 80 sessions a week. I never advertised my personal training business anywhere. I was referral based. I was word of mouth based. And that's how all of my gyms grew. They grew by word of mouth on community, on the culture of, of the gyms that we had. The cheers of gyms is what we were, what we were known as. And what I realized is that the posture, the culture, and the community that you create in any business this allows you to grow it in a way that cannot be duplicated because it is yours. And if someone is not happy with how their business is, how it's not growing, if something doesn't feel right, they have to look to the foundation of why they're doing it, not how or what. Why are you doing this? What is the sole purpose of why you went into business? Getting the exposure I did in local publications and national news shows was great, but it was still the core of my exposure always came from the people that I specifically touched by the one-on-one -on -one personal training and group sessions that I did. Yeah. I love the idea of building culture because if you're going to build a referral-based business and that's all you're doing, it means that you have to be doing a lot of things right. And you did mention, mention building a culture. Tell us about a few specific things that you did to build a positive culture. You referred to your gym as the cheers of gym. And if, and if you've not watched cheers, that's the place where everyone knows your name. So that's probably <laughs> where you started. Yeah. And that is exactly where we started. What I, I always used to do research on other gyms and I used to visit other gyms to kind of just see what they were doing, how the energy was in there. And we brought something different. You know, we knew we literally did know everyone's name. You know, my mom would share recipes with some of the girls from the gym. I taught classes. You know, we were always in and around talking to members. We played fun music. You know, we were big in the soul and funk and hip hop and classic rock. It was just 
a gym where there was chalk flying everywhere. There were weights slamming on the ground. There was no do's or don'ts. Just respect, obviously, your neighbor. But it was a place where people felt like they were home. It wasn't the fanciest of gyms. It didn't have the best equipment. It didn't have all the, 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 the ins and outs that a lot of these fancy clubs had. But it had one thing that could not be duplicated or bought into any health club. And that was myself and my family. We brought something completely different to the table that set us apart from any other gym. And it was our culture. It was the family belief. We wanted everyone feeling a part of our family. We used to have holiday parties at the gym. Every Christmas, we would invite our members to the gym. We would have an open bar. We would have music. We would try to connect. We would rent bars out. We wanted people to connect as a family. We wanted to show them how much we appreciate how much we appreciated them. And, and that's what the culture meant to us. I love that. That is absolutely fantastic. I do want to ask about the discipline of personal training as it relates to the discipline of building a business, because I would like to think that there are some overlaps. Yeah. You know, in, in I tell people all the time, you can't go to the gym once and expect to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Just like in personal training, I tell my clients, listen, if you're going to commit to this, whether it's nutritionally or, or workout wise, it's going to take time. If you're looking for a quick fix, that magic pill, that shortcut, it's not going to happen. And I live by the principle of the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise always wins. Mm -hmm. So I, I treat my body that way. I treat all of my businesses that way. I don't want any quick Thing. I don't want anything to give me the instant this or that. I'm going to be in the trenches day in, day out, doing the do in what I'm looking to build, whether that's my personal training business, whether that's my LinkedIn program, whether that's my coaching practices, whether that's my own body. I am not going to take the easy road because that leads to a hard life. I'm going to take the hard road that's going to lead to an easy life. That's my principle with everything. I love that. So, Scott, let's talk about your book, Good Guys Always Win, How to Become Your Own Hero and Live the Life You Deserve. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I fully believe that anyone who has a business needs to have a book. Whether you're a good writer or not doesn't matter. I mean, you can always hire a ghostwriter, such as myself, to do something like that for you. But if you can write your own book and explain your story and, and use this as a platform to build your business all the better. Because if you're competing with other people in your industry and you have a book and they don't guess who wins the person with a book, because there's a perception of higher authority. So tell us why you wrote the book. Well, it actually came from a challenge. I was uh, on Periscope, which I don't use anymore, but it's when it was popular. And if anyone doesn't know what Periscope is, it's a, it's like Instagram story, Facebook Live for Twitter. And I was doing a Periscope, and it was around the new year, not uh, in 2016. And I said to my audience, I said, what is something that you would like me to do? And one of my audience members said, write a book. You're really great at speaking. You should write a book and tell your story. And I said, okay. So I was challenged. And as, as everything goes, I hit the ground running with it, and I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. I, I banged out the first three or four chapters in, in a matter of two months, and then as life happens, it got in the way, and I put it on the shelf. And it wasn't until I actually went to a retreat in 
I was in Costa Rica um, about a year and two months ago. It was a meditation, health and wellness retreat. And I met an author there who wrote children books in Canada. And I had almost finished it. And I said, you know, would you be open to taking a look at a book that I'm writing? And he goes, what's it about? And I said, it's just about my story about how I was bullied and picked on. And I've been through some bankruptcies and some failed relationships and and all the other things that I had to work through. And, and you know, I, I want your opinion because I, I respect you and your work and I want to know what you think. And, you know, he's a very successful author in Canada. And uh, he said, absolutely. He goes, send it over to me. And the book wasn't always called Good Guys Always Win. Uh, it was actually called it was actually just called living the life that you deserve that that was the that was the the real title of the book so i sent it to him and within 3 hours he skimmed through it and he texted me and he said are you available to sit down and talk and i said yes absolutely and he goes are you open to some constructive criticism and i said absolutely i'm not going to deny someone that's already published multiple books so i sat down with him and he goes listen, you really got something here. He goes, but some things need to be changed. He said, for one, you have a great story and you have such a compelling story of, of going from the, the bottom to the top so many different times, never getting, never you know, getting knocked down, but always getting back up. But you need to give a little bit more meat to your stories. You talk about these times that you were bullied and picked on. Tell the story specifically of when you were bullied and picked on. So I, I had to go into greater detail and share those stories of, of, of what happened, and, and I'll share one with the audience. I was at a birthday party of a dear friend of mine, and it was during the winter, and they thought it would be funny to obviously push me outside on a deck and lock the door, so I was out there in the cold, and a couple of my other friends were upstairs, and they dumped a, a bucket of water on my head from the top. So obviously, cold water, cold outside. I was freezing, and I was the butt of the jokes. And it was it was really embarrassing. I was soaked. I had no change of clothes. This was just one of those stories where I just felt really less than. And interestingly enough, uh, after the book was published and released, one of my buddies bought the book, and he texted me after he read that story because he was involved in that. And he texted me and he goes, for what it's worth, I just want to say I'm sorry if I ever hurt you in any way. And I texted him back. I said, there's no need to apologize. It's completely water under the bridge at this point, but I do appreciate your words. So you don't realize who's going to be reading and who's going to be impacted by it. The other thing my friend said to me that was reading the book, he said, I see a different name for this book. He goes, "From I've met you the last week and a half. You're a really good guy. And you've always seemed to win. So I like the name Good Guys Always Win. And I see a picture, a cover of you, you know, with a colorful background and a side profile. And you like drew it out for me. And I'm like, this is great. Done. I'm in. And I contacted a couple of friends that had published some books. And that was in November. And that February, which was February of 2017, I self-published and released my first book. Fantastic. We are coming up against our second break tell us real quickly where we can find it uh the book is on amazon you can just search good guys always win comma scott aaron you can be downloaded for kindle paperback um you know for for instant delivery so i would love to hear your guys opinions please share you know your your takeaways with me and shares and give some ratings and i'd be grateful for that 
Fantastic. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please don't go away. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Scott Aaron. And the thing that he is most known for right now is LinkedIn, training people on how to use LinkedIn to grow their businesses, to get leads, and to make sales without seeming spammy because we've all experienced that phenomenon on social media. It happens a lot on Facebook. It happens a lot on Twitter. And it really happens a lot on LinkedIn. And I, for one, am getting tired of that noise. So, Scott, let's talk about LinkedIn. Lots of businesses need more leads. But for some, LinkedIn can seem very difficult. How have you been successful at doing this? It's a great question. And again, this was something that happened by complete accident. And and if anyone is on here listening that is a professional network marketer, internet marketer, online marketer, direct sales, an accountant, anyone that requires people to build a business, financial advisors and planners, I, I was finding that everyone uses Facebook. And whether they have a business page and they're boosting ads and they're promoting this, they're promoting that. The one thing that I've always realized about any good business is that you have to be genuine, you have to be authentic, and you have to be real. And one of the best ways to build a business, to build connections that lead to conversations, that lead to closing people into your business, product, good, or service, is one thing. And that's building relationship and building rapport. And not that I wasn't able to do that on Facebook, but I was looking for people that were serious. What I found with Facebook, and I'm, Brian, I'm sure you can attest to this, that mm-hmm. you know we, we've definitely cleaned up our news feeds, but most people go on LinkedIn to complain about the government, to complain about the weather, to complain about traffic, or whatever else there is. It's people use it as their personal sounding board or microphone to complain about whatever problems they have. And then you and I are those bright lights that 
we may have bad days or wall kicking moments, but we always find the good in everything. Yes. And I was getting clients from there, but I also found it very difficult outside of having a business page, which you have to pay for every like, every, every follow. I, I didn't want to pump money into something. It just didn't, it felt disgenuine. It didn't feel real to me. And I knew that I could not build a business with just 5,000 friends on Facebook because you're recycling the same people over and over and over again. The same people were hearing your stuff. I had a LinkedIn profile. I knew nothing about it. I had no clue how it worked. But what I did know is that I had the skills to figure it out because it just is like working out. You know, you may get really sore that first time from a new exercise, but the more you do it, the easier it gets, the heavier you can go, the leaner the muscle you can build, the bigger you get, the stronger you get. So I applied that to LinkedIn and I dove literally head first in. I, I did not have my wingies on, so I was forced to learn how to swim. And I jumped in and I quickly realized that this was an incredible, genuine and authentic platform to create more conversations, to create new connections every single day, to never run out of people to talk to. Because as Facebook, you get to that 5,000 friend threshold, then people follow you on LinkedIn. That threshold is 30,000 connections. Mm. That it's six times larger. And there's 530 million people globally on LinkedIn. And here's the thing. People are on LinkedIn for two reasons. Number one, they're on there for opportunities to connect with others. Number two, they're on there to connect with others for opportunities to increase their income. So if you have a business, a product, a good or a service where it's requiring you to connect with more people, to offer your opportunity, to connect with like-minded people that have the mindset of wanting to do more, this is the perfect platform. It is untouched. It is, here's the crazy stat, Brian. So on people that are on social media every single day, 75% of all people on social media every day use Facebook. 60% use Instagram. 50% use YouTube. 40% use Pinterest. And only 15% of all people on social media every single day use LinkedIn. So wow. if, if you're not on there, it is a ground floor opportunity to build your brand, to build your business, to build your rapport, your relationships, and your connections. In two years of me using LinkedIn, I've gone from 500 connections to 22,800. That's phenomenal. And so well, on top of that, it's allowed me to do things like this. I've connected with like-minded individuals such as yourself. I've gotten on podcasts. I've been able to promote myself. I've, I've done trainings for companies. I was hired by a financial firm in Virginia to do a whole social media training for them. I've released 36 eBooks from someone from a marketing manager that I connected with in Canada. So people that are looking to take themselves to the next level, you're not going to find them on Facebook. You're right. going to find them here. LinkedIn is the home for people wanting to do more. Absolutely. So let's talk about the do's and don'ts because there are some people who, like yourself, know how to do it right. And there are those that are trying but 
maybe they just haven't been properly coached or trained up. So what are some do's and don'ts about using LinkedIn to grow your business? So the number one don't is don't spam people. Don't send someone to check out this link, check out this video, look at all these reviews. We were featured in CNBC. Do not verbally vomit what you want to do with that person. You genuinely want to send them a message and just say, hi, it's great to be connected with you. What do you do? It's simple rapport, relationship building conversation. So the number one thing you don't want to do is spam people. You do not want to be a spammer. The number two don't that you never, ever want to do. You want people to be connected to you. If you are in network marketing or you're part of a company, that you're allowed to have your own business within that. You become your own brand. You want people connected to you, not the company. You just might have great products, goods, or services behind you that that person might end up getting with working with you. So number two is make sure they're connected to you, not a product, good, or service. Mm. And number three, don't not post. A lot of people are on LinkedIn And all they're doing is connecting and messaging, connecting and messaging. They're not posting. LinkedIn rewards you for providing relevant, real, authentic, genuine, happy content that engages your network. So if you post a few times a day, make sure it's engaging, make sure it's real, make sure it's you, make sure it's authentic, but also make sure that it's leaving and giving those people that are reading your content information to take away to get themselves better and to make their life better. That is awesome. So give us some examples of how you have grown your business and some, and your following. Wow. So my, my business has actually grown from barely making six figures a year with everything that I was doing to multiple six figures in 18 months. And I was able to start three new businesses outside of my main source of residual income. But the most important thing, the biggest takeaway in what has changed with my business is one thing, and that's my circle of influence. Mm. I am now surrounded like people just like you, Brian. I'm grateful to have you in my life as a friend and and everything else that we're doing. People like you, uh, people like Tennille Curry, who does a lot of my marketing now. I I have a team of people that that work for me, that I work with, that I collaborate with. But not only that, the people that I'm influenced by, the people that, that motivate me every single day has changed. When your circle of influence changes, your money mindset changes, your, 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 your emotional mindset changes, the, the thought process of how you do things changes. Because if you're surrounded by people that have broke thoughts, that aren't living expansively, don't know where they're, you're, don't know, they don't know where they're going, you're not going to know where you're going. You're not going to live expansively and you're going to have broke thoughts as well. So I can absolutely tell you, Brian, that in the last two, two and a half years, I am surrounded by some of the most amazing people that I never dreamed would ever step into my life. And if it wasn't for LinkedIn, I don't know how I would have connected with them. That is fantastic. I love that. So let's talk about 
joining groups. I'm in a couple of groups, but I'm not active because I don't really know how to use groups to build a base of business. So for those out there who might have a similar question or quandary, how do you do that? Well, the groups are are great for connecting with people that have or still do what you do. So for me, you know, my my traditional background is in sports nutrition, personal training and health club ownership. So a lot of the groups that I'm in are geared around that. And sometimes I will go in and I, I once a week I'll start a discussion and just ask for people's opinions. You know, how do you feel about what's happened to the health club industry in the last 10 years? Here are my thoughts. What are yours? So whatever, whenever I'm engaging people in a discussion, the one piece of advice I can give you guys is always end with a question because questions lead to answers. So it's a discussion for a reason in a group. It says start a discussion. And it, it's you want to start a discussion for a reason because you want to engage the people that are in that group. Because if you can start to build relationships with them, if you can start building rapport, which is the best glue for any business, you're going to grow your business because those people are going to want more of you. They're going to go from just being someone that's in the group with you to being someone that wants to connect with you in your general network. Then the game changes. That's when things start to move in a direction that you could not even imagine. It really changes overnight. So when you go into a group once a week, start a discussion about something relevant to that group, give your own opinion, but end it with a question so you get answers back. Fantastic. We've got about a minute, minute and a half to our final break. Let me just ask real quickly about the importance of writing great copy because it's so important. I mean, if you, you can write something and if it's terrible, it's not going to convert. If you write something great, it can convert. So what are the elements of that real quick? Wow. This is, this is a big one because in the beginning, just like, you know, David T.S. Wood, great master trainer, he says every master was once a disaster. And I go back and I look at a lot of the copy that I wrote and it was terrible. But what I can tell you is that when you do a ton of personal development, you read a lot of books, you listen to a lot of podcasts, you hire coaches, you hire people to show you, to teach you, to educate you on to how to take yourself to the next level, you become better. And when you become better at one thing, you start to become better at a lot of things. And for me, I write every single day. I write something every single day, multiple times a day. So just I can, I can reference this back to the gym. The more repetitions you do, the stronger you're going to get, the better that you're going to get. And the same thing with writing. The more repetitions you do in writing, the better your writing is going to get, the more impactful your message will become. Awesome. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how fast this program has gone today. I am with Scott Aaron. This is Success Profiles Radio. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the sleep band. 
The sleep band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the sleep band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your sleep band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. With quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. It's words you never heard. Can you keep a secret? Apparently, most women can't. According to a London study, on average, a woman can only keep a secret for about 32 minutes. One in ten women quiz said they'd had a falling out with a friend over letting secrets slip. Plastic surgery, people involved in dalliances, canoodling, and relationship problems topped the list shared in Hugger Mugger. Do the Britons gossip more than Americans? Probably not, but they certainly read more tabloids. What's a word for the enjoyment of reading about another's troubles? Schadenfreude. A quidnunc is another word for gossip. And Alice Roosevelt Longworth said it best at a dinner party. If you can't say something good about someone, sit right here by me. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back with Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Scott Aaron, and once again, if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, please go ahead and do so. You can also leave a review. That would be really great. And Success Profiles Magazine will be launching very soon. Go to successprofilesmagazine.com, and you can get on the notification list, and you will know immediately when the magazine is finally launching. My first issue is Kevin Harrington. My second issue is Angie Granger. And my third issue, which is coming up soon, is James Malinchak, all three of who have been on my show. And they were all amazing, amazing guests. So Scott, let's wrap up our discussion about LinkedIn. This is the thing that you're known for now. You have a program called LinkedIn Accelerator. What does that do and who is this program for? Uh, that's great. And LinkedIn Accelerator is a custom program that I have created to teach anyone who is interested in building out the right type of profile, finding the right type of network and connections, and getting results in as quick as nine days of people that want to talk to you about your opportunity, about your services, or good. I can show you how to do that. So I've done it comprehensively through about 16 eBooks, nine training videos, and four 30-minute one-on-one coaching sessions that are also recorded. So when my clients work with me, they have everything from me for life. They get the recordings of our training, so two hours worth of that, an hour and 45 minutes of training videos, and 16 eBooks. And I tell people the system is guaranteed to work because it is. And the reason why I say that is that it's exactly what I do every single day to build my business. So I tell people to get the same results as me, you only have to do one thing and one thing only, and that's apply what I teach you. So for anyone that is serious 
and really ready to crush their business in 2018. And they want to do it in a simple way where they only have to spend 15 to 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn doing what I do. I can absolutely assist you in making that happen. Success stories you want to share? So a couple success stories. Um, I have a, a few clients. I mean, I have about 158 recommendation um recommendation letters on LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to read those, but um, one of my success stories was a woman that was stalled in her business. She had dipped down by about 30% of what she was originally making. And after going through my program, I actually saw her at an event that we were both at about a month ago. And she let me know that she has grown her business staggeringly almost 300% since we started working together. And that is not uncommon because I work with a gamers. I work with people that want to grow their business. I worked with someone else recently. They started working with me about five months ago when they had 235 connections. They just sent me a picture over the other, uh, over last weekend. She just eclipsed 10 thousand connections in under six months. So she's wow. actually doing it quicker than I am. So wow. if people, the only way to grow a business is to have a bigger network and the way to, and when you have a bigger network, you have more people to talk to. When you have more people to talk to, you have more opportunities to grow your business the way that I have. And I can show anyone that is really ready for real change, how to make that happen with this program. Fantastic. And how can we learn more about that, Scott? Uh, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Scott Aaron. It's S-C-O-T-T-A-A-R-O-N. Or you can go right to my website. It's www.trainerofLinkedIn.com. T-R-A-I-N-E-R-O-F is in Frank, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N.com, just like it's spelled. TrainerofLinkedIn.com. Yes, sir. Fantastic. So let's pivot. And let's talk about health and nutrition because this is a huge part of your background. A lot of people who try to get healthy work out and work out and work out and never, ever see results. I'm sure you saw that a lot in the gym. Why do you think that is? So this is something that I don't think anymore. This is something that I know. And what I have found is that people set unrealistic expectations and they set expectations first and foremost, for what they feel they're going to achieve. And when you set an expectation in anything for yourself or a business and it doesn't happen and you don't achieve it, you feel like you failed. And the easiest thing to do when you failed is to stay down and quit. And that's why you see all those people join the gym in January and they quit by February because they were expecting to have some sort of miraculous transformation in 30 days. And I tell people all the time it doesn't happen. When someone is going to work with me nutritionally, which I still do, I tell them straight up, if you can't commit to me and yourself for at least 90 days to start, I am not the right fit for you because I am not about quick fixes. I am about teaching a healthy lifestyle that can be maintained for life. There's a reason why I'm going into my 20th year. I knock on wood. I have not had any major injury. My body still looks the same, if not better than it did 15 years ago. My strength is great. My sleep is awesome. My energy is up and I'm beating 
the fountain of youth. I don't feel like I'm going to be 39. And I tell people all the time, the reason why people fail in anything is because they're not committed to the most important person in the equation. They're not committed to themselves. I don't care how long something is going to take. If I'm committing to it, I'm going to do it. So if anyone wants to look and feel their best, you absolutely can achieve anything that you want. I have helped over three dozen people out. I've helped close to 4,000 people nutritionally with what I do. Of those, about three dozen of them have lost at least 100 pounds. Wow. And it's a game changer. People get their lives back. The fact of the matter is if someone is 40 years old and they don't like how they look and feel, it's taken them 40 years to get there. And if I tell that person, if you can commit to yourself for the next year, 365 days, one year out of your life, you can change everything in 12 months. But the fact is we live in a society, Brian, that wants to be quick and easy and simple. And you know what? It's not. It takes heart. It takes dedication. And it takes consistency over time to achieve anything that you're looking to. Absolutely. And it's an inside game first, right? I mean, there's a mindset that's around, that goes around this. You have to believe that you deserve to have a, a great, healthy body. Absolutely. I mean, your mindset is everything. What you think about all day long is what you become. If you think about being healthy, if you think about being wealthy, if you think about being prosperous and joyful and enlightened and fun and happy, that's what you're going to live. So what you're putting in between your two ears is everything. So if you're filling your mind with negativity and doubt and anxiety and stress and anything else that is going to take you further away from what you're looking to achieve, how do you ever expect to achieve your goals? You're not. You got to get your mindset right. You got to listen to the right people. You got to take care of you and you can't ever quit. The easiest way to fail is to quit. You can guarantee success by doing one thing, never stopping. Absolutely. So Scott, what has surprised you the most about your journey? That I am not personal training anymore and owning a gym because Mm -hmm. I I thought that is something that I was going to be handcuffed to for the rest of my life. But when I realized that it was my father's dream, it was his goal to have a gym and to become a personal trainer for the rest of his life, not me. Because someone asked me what my plan B was. And I'm like, I don't know. That was my turning point. When I realized I had no plan B, I had to go find it. And I did. And thank God. And, you know, I thank God for my father because, you know, his mistakes and his triumphs has always landed me in that same situation. So even though he made mistakes, I benefit from that because I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the mistakes that he made in his past because he's still personal training. He's still happy. He's still healthy. He's doing what he loves. And you know what? I'm doing what I love now, too. You hit on something so important because a lot of people go through life and they realize that what they're doing was actually somebody else's plan for their life and not their own. And you've you've realized that and you think, wow, I wasted all this time. But at the same time, if if that's where you're at, you have to realize that there's something that has happened that you can use to propel yourself forward. Nothing is ever really a waste, right? No, you know, every, you know, I tell people all the time, your failures will always open the doors to your successes. And 
as long as you're being present and conscious of everything that's going on in your life, you're always going to succeed. You know, it's when the person that wakes up every day, puts the blindfold on, spins around in circles, hits all the walls and everything, you stop moving. That's when your stop. That's when your life stops moving. So I always tell people, you're not a tree, just move, you know, right. take, take the blindfold off, turn the lights on so you can see where you need to go. We all have the same internal GPS. All yeah. you have to do is put the coordinates to where you want to go and your internal GPS will always guide you in the right direction. Absolutely. We've got just over two minutes left until the end, Scott. So here's the question I ask everybody who inspires and motivates you. So there's a few people that inspire me, right? My, my girlfriend is one of my biggest inspirations. She was actually a corporate employee um, for about seven years, left, quit, started her own online cleaning business, and within 12 months created a six-figure income from that. So she, I mean, meeting her and getting driven by her and, you know, we motivate each other. We're co-authoring a book right now together. We have two more in the works. She's one of my biggest inspirations because the work ethic of someone that was working for someone, then working for themselves, making that shift in 12 months is one of the biggest inspirations to me. But three people that I really plug into, four people really, Tony Robbins, Gary Vanderchuk, uh, Robin Sharma, and Simon Sinek. Those four people have something different each to offer. And I love the intensity of which they all move. And you need to emulate yourself, not after someone. You have to emulate yourself with someone. We all have to become our own person, but you need muses. You need inspirations. You need people to move you in the right direction. And those are just some of the few that motivate me. Awesome. As we wind down, Scott, how can we find you? How can we vibe with you and tribe with you? You can vibe and tribe with me as long as you search my name. You can find me on Instagram um, and Twitter, Scott double underscore Aaron, Facebook, LinkedIn, my website, YouTube. I have a whole YouTube channel where I do videos. Just type in Scott Aaron. You will be able to find me. Fantastic. And we want to thank you, Scott, so much for being here today. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. Brian, the, the honor and the privilege is is all mine, but I wanted to thank you first for this opportunity. This was amazing. I, I just appreciate you. So grateful for you. And again, if anything is ever needed of me, I would love to do this again. And thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're very welcome. And this has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did to succeed, what they overcame, and what we can possibly learn from the journeys that they have had. Please join us next Monday. And until then, you all have a great week. Thank you for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. For being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how.